0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and today we have a really fun episode for you because it's not just me today. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So my husband is joining me, and we're going to be talking about something really fun, which is a trip that we took with our... All of our kiddos to the CrossFit Games. So great. So fun. And uh, we did this at the beginning of August, and I thought it would be fun to record a podcast and talk about some of the lessons that we learned attending the CrossFit Games. Now some of you couldn't care less about CrossFit. And you're like, is this episode even going to be something that I'm going to, should take time to listen to? And we are really, we're going to talk about the CrossFit Games. We're not going to only talk about the CrossFit Games. We're really going to kind of take some of the lessons that we learned at the CrossFit Games that are applicable in everyday life, in any fitness journey, in any journey really that you're going on or any goal that you're trying to seek. There were some really beautiful arcs and lessons that we saw and witnessed at the CrossFit Games that are completely applicable to you in whatever stage of your journey that you're on. Plus, it's been a long time since you've been on the podcast. It's true. Last time I did, it
1: was like two years ago. It was like a long time ago. we talked about public floor stuff?
0: No, we brought you on to talk about when we built the home gym.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: So that was a little bit more recently. But yeah, it's been a hot minute since my husband uh, has been on the podcast. So it's fun to have Another person on the podcast, we you're gonna hear some stories. I'm sure you're gonna hear some stories that maybe I wish you hadn't have heard. <laughs> he asked me before and he said, "Is it okay if I go off script?" I was like, "Yes."
1: Kids and hot sun. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk all about
0: <laughs> all about the lessons experience. Learned. Some lessons that were learned uh, during that experience. So let's dive in. Okay, so this story kind of starts in December, Christmas time of last year, when TJ and I were trying to decide what we were going to get for our kids. And the last couple of years, we've tried to do more of an experience, like a big family gift experience rather than buying a bajillion little presents. Uh, Two years ago in 2019, we actually got Disneyland season passes. That was awesome for the three months that it was open (laughs) in 2020. Which was
1: actually just enough time. It actually
0: was perfect. We had Disneyland passes from January until, you know, it closed down like March 13th. Thanks, COVID. And it ended up being fine because we ended up getting reimbursed for all the time that we didn't use it. But uh, that that was our 2020 Christmas present. And so we were looking for something similar to that this Christmas. And I... I think I had the idea. I think it was your
1: idea. Well, you had been to Rogue.
0: Oh, that's right. I went to the Rogue Invitational in 2021, Mm -hmm. and that was super fun. Mm -hmm. And so I had this idea that it would be really fun to go to the CrossFit Games and thinking maybe we should take the kids. Yeah, because
1: they love watching it. Like we show, you know, whenever the events are on, Amber's always watching, and like we're watching event after event, and the kids know all the names of the little athletes, and they're like, "Where's Tia? How's Justin doing? Who's qualifying Mal, here?" Mal, they love Mal. Yeah, they do actually, really love Mal and the teenage athletes in particular. Yeah, we, I mean, we've seen athletes. all.
0: They've seen all of the CrossFit documentaries. They watch the CrossFit games <laughs> with me. Yeah, they know a lot of the athletes, and so we thought, wouldn't that be just like a fun family adventure to go take the kids to the CrossFit games? So we ended up, <laughs> I bought off of Etsy uh, a rogue plate. It was like a blue 45-pound plate. A Christmas
1: ornament A size. Christmas ornament
0: size plate. And we wrapped that up and gave that to the kids. And we told them, hey, your Christmas present is that you guys get to go to the CrossFit Games. They were excited. And they were super excited. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, that's in December. Now fast forward to August. <laughs> it's quite, yeah. quite the delay between the present and We're the actual- i big fans of
1: delayed gratification. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the actual present. And we hopped on a plane and flew out to the Midwest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was an adventure in and of itself.
1: Yeah, getting to the airport's always fun. We flew out of LAX, didn't we? Yeah, we hate yeah. LAX. We hate driving to LA, but that's okay.
0: But we flew out of LAX yep. and we landed in Madison. Well, we first went to my sister and had fun- with my sister in Michigan, and then we flew to Madison. And mm-hmm. then when we got off the plane and got into the rental car, do you remember what the kids were like? Yeah. It was
1: hilarious. Oh, when we were driving out yeah. into the fields? Yeah. Like, out of the airport? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our kids growing up in the city, like, we've never really spent any time in farmland or, you know, anything like that. And so when we are driving through the fields on the of Madison on the way to the hotel we were going to stay at we were surrounded by cornfields
0: and it was super green because they've seen farmland before but they've seen like california farmland i mean we go through farmland every time we go from from orange county up to san francisco like you go through lots of
1: orchards and
0: and it's like brown yeah (laughs) i don't know like it's like brown farmland (laughs) (laughs) in madison it was super green like green as far as the eye could see and just like cornfields forever and my kids could not believe it
1: yeah they were looking around left, there was corn as far as the eye could see. They looked to the right, corn as far as the eye could see. My daughter looked around, and she said, This is where all the corn in the world must come from.
0: <laughs> and then she said, This is where all the ethanol is made oh, yeah. <laughs> in the
1: world. Because I think she had just done something yeah. about ethanol at her like, history class or something. Yeah, the kids,
0: we actually took some really cute videos of the kids just being like <laughs> astounded at the countryside. <laughs> well,
1: how green it was, how much corn there was, and we're yeah, like, obviously, how different it was. This from was a really Orange important
0: County. trip for us to take so that you I, could. To get some
1: perspective. I'm I like, feel like that was the wind right there. <laughs> like as soon as we like got to that moment and like expanded their mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, get them out of California. I yeah. guess It's like show them other places. Yeah. So, so that was really fun, and we had a really awesome hotel. We had a, mm-hmm. some hotel issues trying to like secure a place to stay because oh, yeah. I was like really on top of things and scheduled an Airbnb super early, mm-hmm. like early. In- well, Madison's not a
1: big place, yeah, so those things sell out.
0: Yeah, so I got a uh, Airbnb like like February of 2022. Yeah, for August. For August. And the person ended up canceling it like three months later. Mm-hmm. And so then I was left scrambling trying to find a place. But we found a really nice hotel that had two bedrooms and plus a living space. And so that was enough okay. for us and our four kids. It had a kitchen and, and things like that. So that's us arriving at the CrossFit Games. Anything? Any other stories you have before no. we dive into?
1: No, let's get into it. That was okay.
0: okay, so first lesson that we learned attending the CrossFit Games. Uh, and this one I think is such is so applicable, again, regardless of what goal you are trying to achieve. Because what I found working with a lot of people is that everybody feels behind like nobody is walking around being like oh my gosh i'm so much further along than i ever thought i would be <laughs> this is amazing everybody feels behind everybody feels like they should be further along than they than they are in their journey and so the lesson that i pulled out as we were watching was where you are isn't a prediction of where you're going to be in the future and this happened after day 1 because for those of you who know tia clartoumi is the five-time fittest woman on earth at this point. She's won the last five CrossFit games. She was, you know, if you listen to any pundits talk about the CrossFit games, going to the CrossFit games, and you asked who's going to win, it was like, well, of course, yeah, let's talk about everybody else. (laughs) Because Tia's going to win. She's like in a class of her own. She's just in a class of her own. She's just, she's fit, she's amazing, she's heads and tails above the the rest of the field. And so most of the people spend their time talking about who's going to get second, third, and fourth, and not at all about who's going to get first. But for those of you who watch the CrossFit Games, Tia had some really, quote unquote, bad for her events on day one. And at the end of day one, she actually was in ninth place, which is unheard of. (laughs) Like, it does not happen. (laughs) Astounding. (laughs) I actually have never seen anybody wear the leader's jersey but Tia. In like all the years that I've been watching the CrossFit Games.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Since
0: like 2019.
1: That's really crazy. It's
0: always been Tia wearing the leader's jersey, and she was not wearing the leader's jersey at the end of day one.
1: I didn't know that they even gave her jerseys that wasn't the leader jersey. after it was
0: <laughs> really, actually, kind of jarring <laughs> to like see a white shirt and have it not be on Tia. And you're
1: like, who is that? That's not. Oh, weird. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really odd to see to see someone else. So she was in she was in uh, ninth place at the end of day one and ended up having to like work her way back up. And spoiler alert. Hopefully you've already like, hopefully no one's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I haven't watched the CrossFit Games yet. (laughs) Here we are like a month later. If you haven't watched them yet, you probably weren't going to watch them. She ends up winning the CrossFit Games and and does stand on top of the podium.
1: By a large margin.
0: Yeah, not not as large as it's been in the past. Mm. It was it was less than 100 points, which mm-hmm. in the past it's been like 200 points. Oh yeah. So yeah, a whole um, event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just again, it's such a good reminder is is that where you are now is not pr- a prediction of where you will be in the future. And I think it can be really easy sometimes to be like, I am in eighth place right now, ninth place, and have that be the prediction of what that's going to mean for the next couple of days. And you know, to Tia's credit and her abilities as a competitor. She didn't let that stop her from continuing to perform. And there's a lot of benefit that comes from things that have happened in the past and the learning and knowledge you can gain from things that happened in the past. But it's also really important to leave the things that happened in the past in the past, right? Like take the lessons from them and apply them moving forward, but don't take the baggage from them right. with
1: you moving forward. Which day was it that she missed the single under? That was the end of day one. That wasn't was day it? one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the other thing that was crazy about one of those events that didn't go so well for her was it was like you had to do 75 unbroken jump rope, uh, just single unders. Like, if you don't do jump rope, like CrossFit, it's just a normal jump like, rope. Just like, if jump you just think of jumping rope. over the <laughs> rope, that's a single under. And, like, most CrossFitters, Katia included, can do double unders, which is when you spin the rope twice underneath you in a single jump, which is, I will tell you from personal experience, very hard. <laughs> but
0: that's usually RX. Like- right. All of our workouts that you're ever doing in CrossFit, like the standard, the RX version that everyone's trying to achieve, is double unders. And so, because if you can
1: do double unders, then then it's harder. So why wouldn't you do? So why would you do the harder one? Right. And so then when Tia, so then when the, but they don't know what the event's going to be beforehand. And so then you know when Tia gets the event and she just, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not inside of Tia's head. I don't know what she thought, but. My guess is she was probably not super flummoxed when they told her that she had to do 75 single enders, but she doesn't do single enders all day long. Would be my guess. Like
0: ever, I bet. Yeah, she probably. I always But she does never practices single enders.
1: And since she hadn't practiced it, then you know it didn't go as well as she wanted to. And you had to do 75 unbroken, which meant that when she got to whatever it was, I think it was like 50.
0: She like got to like 50 or 45 or something like that. Right. Ended up having a trip, and. Start and, over, and that, she had to start over. Right. And this was an elimination event, and so you had to be in the top twenty to progress to the next round. And because of that one slip up, you know, s- you know, fifties double under or single unders is a it's, good it's, chunk of yeah, amount of time. time. Yeah,
1: you're just gonna be behind. She
0: just was. She just never could make up that time.
1: Yeah, so I think that's another like really good lesson too, right? Like even as we get more whatever you want to call advanced, or we get more sophisticated, or we move on in life and think we're ready for the next big thing. Sometimes it's good to remember to go back and focus and on the basics, you know, and not leave that behind.
0: Well, and that was the point. So Adrian Bosman, who uh, took over uh, programming the, the CrossFit Games for the first time this last year, that that was what he said. Is he said you know, part of the purpose of doing this is to remind you that like, just because you have gone on to the next level Mm -hmm. that we always should be coming back to the basics and mastering the basics. And when you master the basics that will help you on doing those harder skills. And I think a lot of us, when we get the harder skills, we forget the basics. We're like, I can do double unders. Why the heck would I do single unders? And his point is, well, the better you are at single unders, the better you're going to continue to be at double unders. So don't forget the basics.
1: Sometimes you have to go. And then when you're trying, when you're stuck trying to move on again, like sometimes you have to go backwards a little bit to go, forwards like I see that a lot in weightlifting where you think you you know you're going up on your weights, you're getting stronger, da 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 da. But then you reach this like plateau and you realize why can't I move forward? And inevitably what that usually requires is for you to go down on your weight to some extent fix a technique or form issue, and then you can continue to go back up. And so you feel like you're going backwards, yeah. but really you're just reestablishing, you know, the, you know, control or, or success or whatever in that earlier stage that you thought you already passed, but you always need to go back to.
0: I freaking remember when we hired our powerlifting coach way back in the day. I, she was like, you know, what is one of your goals? And I was like, my goal is to break past this plateau. I think I was at like two, I was trying to get to like two twenty five on my deadlift. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't like get above 220 two twenty or plates. something. I want to get two plates, you know, on my deadlift. And I told her that. And so she had me, you know, do some, some sets near that, near that weight. And I did them and I sent them to her. And I remember she sent back my programming and she, that next week I was going back to like, 145, yeah, near
1: like 145.
0: I was like, what the heck? I'm almost to 225. I'm five pounds away from 225. I just want to eke it out. I just need just a little squeeze more. Yeah. And no, she no, like she forced me, vision. she had a bigger vision. She had me go back to like 145, which in my yeah. head and my ego was like, why am I going to 145? Like I can do so much more than 145. But her whole point was that I needed to focus on some of my form issues. If I wanted to get not only to 225, but to 250 and to 300, that I need to fix those form issues and so i had to go back down and wait work on getting the form right and then i blew past 225 like it wasn't even an issue but it's so hard because sometimes in your brain you're like i'm going backwards and in fact it's actually like
1: yeah you have to go backwards backwards to go go forwards (laughs) but uh, yeah
0: so in reality it wasn't even going backwards it was going forward it just looked different than i thought it was supposed to look that's right so good okay anything else on that no it's so good okay lesson number two is if you want it, keep fighting for it. So one of the coolest stories that I thought, and and that was really cool actually being at the CrossFit Games, was Roman Krennikov. Mm. So if you, again, don't follow CrossFit, Roman Krennikov is a Russian athlete who has qualified for the Games five years in a row, and has he only competed one year actually at the Games, and it was in 2020 because it was online. But he has not been able to secure a U.S. visa to come from Russia to the U.S. to come to the Games. So that means he's qualified for the Games for five years and has never actually been able to come and attend and compete at the CrossFit Games. And yet the guy keeps doing it. Like that, to me, this is what is inspiring. is like, if you want it, keep fighting for it. Because this year he finally got that visa and he actually moved to the U.S., his wife stayed in Russia had a baby. Yeah. He didn't even meet his baby because he's in the US like training for the games and he can't leave the US cuz heaven forbid he can't get back into the US. She has a baby. She ends up coming over like a couple days before the games, brings the baby and he meets the baby for the first time like <laughs> like a couple days before the game. He meets his like new child. It's crazy. Um ends up competing at the games and again spoiler alert ends up placing second place. Like phenomenal story of this guy who for five years it would have been super easy for him to just say i i'm i can't get into the u.s like why would i keep doing
1: this why would i keep trying i already tried four times right (laughs) (laughs) and and, and it's not like i just kind of was like oh maybe i'll try or maybe i'll do this like he was he qualified like that takes an insane amount of work
0: yeah well obviously he got second place at the games like yeah he He's, was there. He he. His fitness is there. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, I loved. We loved. It was so fun. It to was watch so him. fun to yeah. watch him compete. He
1: was such a gracious competitor too, and just, I mean, I don't know, just the energy that came out of him and everything that he was doing. And it was, it was a really cool story. It yeah, was really, really fun. I
0: remember a couple times when he finished because we were in the stadium or in the, in the Coliseum and we had seats that were right behind like the finish line. Mm-hmm. And so I remember a couple times when he crossed the finish line and the crowd just, the crowd just loved him. They so did. Like yeah. they just would erupt and cheering for him, you know, whenever he would finish and he, he just would like, be so gracious to the crowd, like yeah. just like waving. And just, you could tell he was like almost overcome with emotion of just like how gra- much gratitude he felt for the crowd receiving him in, in such a way. And you were just reading an article saying that he had gotten a bunch of like death threats and like, Oh yeah. Which I, I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't realize know that, that when
1: we were there, but yeah. apparently, yeah, there was a lot of death threats and hate mail and stuff that went his way. I, I assume because of his country of origin and you know, the politics of the day, which is just so unfortunate, but yeah, I mean to, just another level that I didn't know of that he had to overcome to to be there.
0: Yeah, and he didn't get to have his flag. Right, right. So the Russian flag was never like most of the athletes had the flag of the, their country of origin next to their name. The Russian flag was right. not up there. Right. Um, you know, when he stood on the podium, everybody else had their flags, and he didn't have any flag.
1: And that's just a rule from CrossFit because of the current geopolitical the, right. You know, situation.
0: Right. So it's like all of those things going on and he showed up and like yeah. competed and it just it was incredible to see see him i just i thought it was so well, fun one of
1: the great things about watching sports is like you just get to see and feel the energy and and, and commitment that people bring to an event and that guy just it just poured out of him yeah. you know he was just like so it's like, I can't find the word, but excited, energetic, you know, emotional to be there after, you know, so many years. of. of and time. he
0: doesn't speak great English, right? which I can't even imagine. That's another, like a whole nother aspect of him being here is he doesn't speak great English. Yeah. And so he had a translator with him everywhere. And, um, I mean, it's just just so many aspects of, of things that he's had to overcome to be where he is. It just, it, it makes me so excited to see where he's going to be in the next couple Well, it's years. super
1: inspiring for you know me, at least as an individual, just to watch somebody go through all of that, because it just reminds me, like, you know, the things that seem hard to me right now, like, they can be overcome. Yeah. You know, sometimes it might take longer than I think it w- should. It might be harder than I want it to be. And, you know, I might have... Uh, people that don't, might not want to see me succeed, but you know, he can do it. And it's kind of inspiring to think maybe I can do it too.
0: Yeah. And he has a visa for five years. So Mm -hmm. him and his wife and their baby are going to live in the U.S. for the next five years. And so we're we're going to, he just was confirmed at Rogue. He's going to compete at Rogue. He's going to be back at the CrossFit Games. And I just think he's going to be someone who's super awesome to watch. But that, that lesson of like, if you want it, if you desire it, fight for it. Yeah. It, it, if you want it, it wants you back. Like, keep going, keep going for it. I thought that was so awesome. Okay. Next lesson was Jacqueline Dahlstrom mm. at the Sandbag.
1: Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I watched that again recently. That was okay. super cool.
0: So, the Sandbag event, first of all, all that they told everybody before the CrossFit Games was that Saturday night was going to be the big lift event. Yeah. And historically, the big lift event has been a clean, a snatch. Some kind of barbell, heavy barbell lift. Some sort of heavy barbell lift. Well, they threw a big curve ball at everybody, and they instead did a sandbag clean. Mm -hmm. So like an odd object style, almost like a strongman competition style event. And... Honestly, I was a little bummed.
1: I was too. I was disappointed because I really like watching people clean and jerk, and I like watching people snatch, yeah. and I like people, you know, I like barbells, so it's fun t- for me to see people pick up a barbell. And so when, and then, you know, I really like Guy, who um, is Brazilian, and I served a mission in Brazil, and so, like, he's really good at barbells. Oh, it's
0: beautiful. Yeah, you want to watch, like, a beautiful lift? Watch his snatch from last year's game. It's like... <laughs> It's, po- it's poetry in motion. It's like beautiful. Yes,
1: it's just beautiful. And so I was like all kinds of excited to watch Guy, you know, kick butt at this and, and nail it and, you know, just throw up heavy weight. And then when they said it was going to be a sandbag, I was like, who wants to watch somebody pick up a sandbag? I don't, I don't know that I'm going to enjoy that very much, but I was super wrong.
0: Yeah, it, it was actually a super cool event to yeah. be in the Coliseum for. The amount, first of all, the amount of people that were in that coliseum, the most most attended event, most attended event of the whole entire By weekend, part. including the last event. Like yeah. I was so shocked that there was more people at the sandbag event than there was even at the final event on the last day, mm-hmm. uh, and the energy in the crowd was like it was another level and what you saying
1: well i just yeah i mean the energy that comes out of the crowd like so going back to that idea that like one of the things that's fun about watching sports is like watching people pour their energy and emotion and commitment into performing something like that sandbag event is just this like i don't know i'm sure there's super techniques and ways to do it but for the athletes on the crossfit field like who had probably never picked up a sandbag anywhere near that heavy what you really ended up seeing was an incredible amount of exertion Just like physical exercise, like pouring it out. Like, I will get this bag up on my shoulder and try, try, try. And it's just so electric to like watch people just like pour their heart and soul into those things.
0: Yeah. And I was listening to some like back end stuff um, before the athletes came out onto the field a lot of them like couldn't even like lift those heavy sandbags. So oh, for example, yeah. like the women, a lot of them were like 200, like they couldn't even get 200 up. Sure. And when they got on into the field, the mm. amount of women who went past 200, like everybody blew their own darn minds about what was possible <laughs> because right. they said the energy and the electricity and like everything that came from the crowd What they couldn't do in the back, you know, I remember a lot of the guys saying like they couldn't do 300 in the back and the the heaviest guy, like the guys did 340, you know, like that's way beyond what they could do in the back as they were warming up. And I just think that like energy and electricity just completely contributes to it. So that was really cool that, but the lesson that I wanted that I took away from that event. um, So the top two women who lifted 250 pounds, 250 pounds handbag um, was Jacqueline Dahlstrom and Danny Spiegel. And if you look at Jacqueline Dahlstrom and Danny Spiegel, you can't imagine like any different, two different body types, (laughs) like completely different (laughs) body types. Danny Spiegel is like thick and has legs for tree trunks and this huge booty. And like, she is like strong. (laughs) She is, when you look at her, you're like, that girl is strong. You can just tell her by her body. She just is strong. And you look at Jacqueline Dahlstrom and I think she weighs like 135 pounds.
1: I'm soaking wet. (laughs)
0: Yeah. She's a smaller athlete. She's a thinner athlete. She definitely, you don't definitely don't look at her and say, that girl is really, really strong. Mm -hmm. And if you put her next to to Danny Spiegel and you're like, who's going to be able to lift more weight on the sandbag? 99% would say Danny Spiegel. But Jacqueline Dahlstrom went neck to neck with Danny Spiegel. And the, but the unique thing about the way that Jacqueline Dahlstrom did it was she, she like inched the bag. Mm-hmm. Like she would get it up and she would get it somewhere near, and then she would slowly inch it and then she would inch it and then she would inch it and then she would inch it and like finally get it up onto her shoulder and she would be done. But like she took the whole process like inch yeah. by inch Once by inch by inch. Right. Yeah. And was able to like get the, the bag onto her her shoulder. And so that lesson to me was like taking these big huge sandbag moments. <laughs> And taking them inch by inch by inch by inch and and just, you know, taking it bite size at a time to be able to do something really, really amazing in the long run.
1: Yeah, that's really true. I don't have anything to add to that. That's just a good lesson to like remember. Sometimes you have to take things one step at a time.
0: Yeah. And I read something. So that sandbag she lifted was 1.6 times her body weight. <laughs>
1: it's so insane. It's so insane. I, I've tried to pick up like, what was the heaviest? We figured it out. The heaviest sandbag I picked up at the CrossFit gym was like 100, 100 pounds. And uh-huh. I weighed 180 and I probably weighed 200 at the time I did that. Yeah, And that 100 pound bag was really, really heavy.
0: I couldn't even pick it up. Yeah. I think I did the 50 pound bag. Yeah. It was. Like, <laughs> it's, it's
1: just crazy. It's
0: just hard. Yeah. Um, so that was really that was really awesome, and I think just that that reminder, taking big things an inch at a time, is how you get things.
1: And don't limit yourself to what you think you can do. Oh, that's a good one too. But yeah. Right. Like I mean, I don't. I didn't watch that documentary that you were saying about like what they could do before they lifted. But if you were to assume that on the stage you wouldn't have been able to do any more than you had done beforehand, she wouldn't probably have not have been able to do that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, good.
0: Okay. Next lesson. This is number four. And this is the lesson that who you surround yourself matters, that the community that you choose to surround yourself matters. One of the highlights of the events this time around was called the Capitol. It was event mm-hmm. number five. And it was they did a whole bunch of like pig flips, which is like a big, huge five three to five hundred, depending on if you're male female or female. female. Yeah. <laughs> big. Female or male. Log, square, um, rectangle, square, rectangle.
1: Just think heavy block <laughs> that you have to like flip like, over, like a like a Lincoln log, but like really heavy or yeah. Tinker toy. Like what are the. <laughs> but but multiply it like a a thousand Yeah, like a Lego, like a
0: really 300 pound Lego. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a, like a life-size Lego, life-size
1: Lego. (laughs) It's like longer than your car.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so they had like some pig flips and then they had to do a 3.5 mile run and then they had to carry some, some jugs that like a farmer's carry. And then they picked up this Husafel bag, which is like a big, almost like a sandbag that they had to like carry up the Capitol stat steps, like the Capitol in Madison and like finish on the Capitol in the Capitol. Um, we did not attend this one.
1: No. I kinda <laughs> wish we would after right. afterwards. But, but we had as so a, this, like As outdoor... a spectator,
0: it was really hard because yeah. they moved so much, it was yeah. really hard to
1: It would have been cool to be at the Capitol. Yeah, like I don't you know did. that it would have been fun to like watch the middle of the event, you know? Yeah. And you can only it's like a parade right yeah, like you could only, only pick one spot to be right so it would have been cool if we could have been at the very end but I'm sure we would have had to get there at like two in the morning to yeah and spot. let me tell
0: you what uh it was hot it was very hot and our, our Southern California kids <laughs> <laughs> were not used did not know what to do with the humidity did not know what to do with the humidity and the heat <laughs> and so being outside was not nearly yeah. as fun for them and like the waiting was really hard for them sure as well some
1: of them are still pretty young yeah yeah so was, iPads only have so many batteries
0: we, so we we had to be very intentional about which events we forced/slash coerced/slash encouraged the kids invited, to come to? Invited, invited the, the kids <laughs> to come to. That's it. There we go. And the capital just was not on the list yeah. uh, of ones that we actually yeah. attended live. So we watched it on on TV. Um, but the capital event was super cool. The very last, the, the male and females competed, competed together, which doesn't usually happen. Usually they're separated. But all the athletes competed together. And the unique thing about this event was that there was no time cap. Mm so you just had to finish it that was
1: yeah that was the purpose yeah just keep going you couldn't
0: stand back the event like yeah. you had to finish it and rebecca fusey who was the very the very last athlete and was like 10 minutes behind the second to last athlete yeah. which is a lot of time she, in she
1: she was also like the what is it the 40th competitor right like on the list of people that could get that qualified for the games She was the lowest. I
0: don't think she was the 40th. She ended up being the 30th on the cutoff. I think that's what you're thinking. Yeah, okay. But no, I don't think she was ranked 40th coming in. But anyway, she was 10 minutes behind the second to last person, and she was, as were many athletes, just dying by Mm -hmm. the time they got to the end. Like This was a grueling, brutal event. Uh, I listened to Patrick Vellner talk, and he said that his heart rate was like in the 180s to 190s. And just like couldn't control his heart rate because he was so hot and it was so grueling and like so long, so
1: long. It was after the pig flip and after all that other stuff and the three point five mile run and
0: and then the the jug carry and anyway it was it was just it was a really grueling event, and so Rebecca fuel state by the time she got to the end she was just exhausted and um, the crowd could see that Mm -hmm. and so spontaneous and or with like some people kind of encouraging them what happened because she was the last uh, last athlete there's no one behind her. So they kind of circled around and they gathered around her. Like they filled in behind her in the, in the,
1: the, the track, the, the track the, the yeah. place that she was running slash walking, slash crawling. Yeah. They the filled
0: in behind her and yeah. just surrounded her and like cheered her on to like finish these last, this last carry up, up the stairs. And the, the pictures that you see from that, like give you goosebumps of just seeing this crowd, like fill in behind her, cheering her on, Picking her up and telling her that she can get across the finish line, and and she does. And, just giving her energy, and 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 I think just that reminding that who you surround yourself with matters. Like I think she would tell you that she was able to finish that because that community like picked her up, that community supported her, and saw that she could finish when maybe she didn't think that she could, and that makes all of the difference in the world.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of those things that's just fun about CrossFit or exercise in general. Is most you know you're gonna find a lot of good people you know in gyms and things like that and it's just nice to surround yourself with people that have similar values similar goals and then they help lift you up when you're struggling with yours and you can do the same for them yeah i had heard too that uh that that decision to allow the um crowd to come in because they had had like you know police or security or whatever like lining the thing so that no of no the spectators came into the street or whatever um but then at the end, like I don't know, it was Bosman or somebody else. Bos like, was there, yeah. and I
0: think some people started asking. I think Noah was there, yeah. and he's kind of like, "Can we do this?" And Bos was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And so then yeah. they said, "Let the let the people let come in." Let the people in, in. And,
1: and then that's and it was so helpful, right? You know, for to have that support.
0: Yeah. And I think it just is like an iconic moment for what CrossFit is. It's like yeah. one of the whole purposes of CrossFit is the community that is associated with it. Like you said, it's like, that's a big part of what CrossFit is is mm-hmm. getting people together in a box together, doing hard things together, cheering each other on, supporting each other. 100%. And that's one of the things that makes CrossFit unique and amazing is, is that community. And so what of like an iconic picture to see the community picking up an athlete and helping her to finish.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because everybody wants to see her succeed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, who who in the crowd is out there going, I hope she doesn't make it, right? (laughs)
0: Right? And even the athletes. Like, there were athletes. Like, Noah was over there, like, helping her to, like, push on. He doesn't know her from Adam. Like, it's not like they compete or train together or anything like that. You know, it just... Everybody it's like just, wants everybody to do their best and yeah. succeed.
1: And it's, so it's a good lesson. Surround yourself with people that are like you know that have those goals or have that same desire to, to do that awesome. for you.
0: Okay, and then the last lesson that I had was the this idea of second chances. So another big storyline in the CrossFit Games this year was Ricky Gerard. Um, Ricky Garrard tested positive for performance enhancing drugs back in 2017. 20, four years ago, five years. 2017, yeah. I think it was the 2017 the Games four year ban and had a 4 year ban for testing positive for performance enhancing drugs. I think he got I think he got second place or third place, I can't remember that year and they ended up taking his medal away. He was a rookie, they ended up taking his medal away. Um, and you know it's a big deal like they test for these these drugs and he tested positive and he yeah. he ended up owning it and said, "Yeah, I did I did do it." Uh, But it was a big deal, and so he had a four-year ban; wasn't able to compete in anything in CrossFit, and this was his first year back. And so, as you can imagine, there was a lot of controversy around that of whether he should be allowed back or not, and whether people should like him or not, and you know, (laughs) like all of those things. But he did serve his time, and this was his first year back, and so everybody was really interested to see, you know. See him maybe have maybe. his second chance yeah. at, at, at doing it, quote unquote, the right way. And spoiler alert again, he ended up placing third place uh, after Justin, then Roman, and then Ricky Garrard. Yeah. Um, but I, I, maybe this is like the feeler in me. <laughs> I was really glad that like for the most part, the, cheer, the crowd was really kind to him.
1: Hmm.
0: Like I, like, the last thing I wanted was like for the crowd to like boo him.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't have been any fun to watch or be a part of.
0: I, I don't know. That just like felt really gross to me. Um, but for the most part, like the crowd was really respectful of him and cheered for him. And I thought it was really neat to see him come back. And that reminder that like we all do dumb things. Yeah. We all make mistakes. And this idea of coming back and having a second chance at things, I think is, is powerful.
1: Yeah, I agree. Totally.
0: So those were my lessons. Um, did you have any other stories that you wanted to share? Well, my other
1: lesson that I can't believe you haven't mentioned yet oh. was not to cook steak in your uh, kitchenette oh. of your <laughs> hotel room unless you wanted to smell like I think it was that meat bad. for the next three days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to tell that story?
1: Oh, I mean, we just, so, you know, we, so we went to, so when we um, travel, we, we, I mean, we enjoy eating out, but we don't like to eat out, like, all the time, you know? So, like, once a day was kind of our goal, and when we were out, In Madison. And so that meant, like, you know, we, so the hotel we stayed at had a breakfast bar, so we had breakfast there, and then we would usually do lunch, and then dinner time was trying to figure stuff out. And so we went to Walmart and we bought stuff, and we just, we made the mistake of thinking steak would be fun because my boys like to eat steak and so we tried to cook our steak on on a frying pan in our little kitchenette with like no real ventilation (laughs) and then I mean I ended up covering the steak with like a you know a a lid on the frying pan so it didn't like splatter everywhere but the smell kind of got all over the rest of the hotel room for the rest of the time. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean,
0: it did smell like steak (laughs) for like the next couple of hours, but I didn't think like the next day it was bad.
1: Uh, Maybe I just got used to it. I think we just got used to it. Uh, Like every time I walked into the hotel room, I opened the door, I'm like, oh, yep, there it is. That's it. Still smells like (laughs) steak in here. Sorry for whoever comes next. Yeah. (laughs) Because those hotel room windows only opened like two inches. Yeah. So ventilation was suboptimal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Other stories that come to mind for you? You did say that you didn't know how much I liked CrossFit. Well,
1: I, I mean, guys, so guys, listeners, friends. Uh, I mean, I knew Amber. You know, think you think you know your spouse, and um, then we get to this event, and I'm like, "Honey, I knew you liked CrossFit. I didn't know you were like a super CrossFit nerd. Like you knew like all the players, the second line people, the third line people, who they qualified for, at what event, and how many years they've been doing it. And and you know, we were we would be like walking past what to me looked like random people on the sidewalk. And Amber would be like,
0: oh, that's Emma Emma Quaid? No, but M- I'm impressed you know Emma McQuaid's name. Well, who was it? Uh, not, not... Oh, are you talking about... So we stopped and talked to her. She was
1: a teenage competitor, and you took a picture with her. And... Um, Oh,
0: Emma Carey.
1: Yeah, Emma Carey.
0: Yeah. It was great. I mean, we saw Okay, so and- Emma Carey didn't compete this time around. She right. hurt her back.
1: Yeah, she's like, what, 17? Uh, in Dubai.
0: She's 17. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so she didn't get to compete this time around, but she was there at the games. And so we are walking past her. We're and just like-
1: walking past some random person, as far as I know. She's like on the side talking to her friend. She's a teenager. So, like, I mean, it's not like I have anything against teenagers, but I don't stop and talk her, have any particular interest in people I was that like, are teenagers. Oh my
0: gosh, that's Emma Carey. That's <laughs> Emma Carey. That's <laughs> Emma Carey. I want to take it. He was like, do you want to take a picture with her? I was like, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, being the good Instagram husband that I am and I, she was
0: super nice she was
1: super grateful yeah yeah. It she was, was
0: very very kind yeah. very
1: sweet well and that was I mean it was nice for me to be on that side of it because every now and then somebody comes up to Amber and is like oh hey I follow you on Instagram <sighs> yeah or, shout blah, out to blah, the blah, couple blah. like
0: there was people who came and said hi to me at the game so shout out to those people
1: so I always kind of wonder what's it like to be on the other end of that and that was fun to watch Amber Fangirl out on the other end so that was cool Yeah, yeah but, yeah thanks for everybody that came to say hi to Amber too that was fun yeah that was really fun it's fun to meet you guys
0: The other thing that I really loved about the CrossFit Games is that it still is small enough that you really have a front row seat Mm. to the athletes. It's true. Like, you can get really close (laughs) to the athletes while they're competing and, you know, at the finish line and things like that. And that was really neat to be able to be that close to the athletes. And, you know, honestly, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring the kids to the CrossFit Games is because I think it's so awesome for them to have that athletic, fitness-oriented style person and their bodies be the thing that they grow up idolizing or, like, modeling. Hmm. Especially for my daughter. Like, I just love the idea of, like, seeing –
1: as, the, as a quote unquote
0: ideal body, someone like Danny Spiegel, you yeah. know, which is like not what most people would say. Oh, that's like the ideal fashion model, female body. not right. super
1: tiny, not right. trying to occupy less space in life,
0: not trying to always like diet to be smaller, but yeah. like Danny Spiegel, they asked her like, how did, how did you do it? And she's like, I eat a lot of crumble cookies. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I remember that Somebody actually gave her crumble gave cookies her crumble after cookies. an event because they knew she liked it. Yeah.
0: Like, but to me, like that, that's who I want my daughters to like emulate is like, Stop trying to be smaller. Stop trying to yeah. be thinner. Like take up space.
1: Use your body. Use your body to like yeah. go
0: go do a freaking a cool thing. things. It can do a
1: lot of different things. It doesn't have to look a certain way, right? Well, and that's actually an interesting point too. Like if you, I guess you kind of already go in that direction, but like. The, the the like if you just for example you take Danny and um that did the sandbag we were just talking about Jacqueline uh, yeah you put those two people next to each other they have totally different body types and they can both do amazing things yeah right yep. like you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to be a certain size you don't have to do a certain you know wear a certain type of clothing to to accomplish whatever your goals are
0: yeah you know? I I was listening to um Boz Adrian Bosman talk about programming the games and I remember him saying that one of his goals was to have events where Different body types, like you would, you wouldn't be able to pick out who was going to win based on their body type. Mm-hmm. And so he gave an example. I think it was the echo press, where it was, it was an echo bike. Like an assault bike, and then the handstand, the handstand push-ups. push-ups, and he said he loved that event because I think I want to say it was Colton Mertens and, Jason, and uh, Jason Hopper. Who, if you look at them, Colton Mertens is the shortest man out there. They actually call him the hamster, like he's real short. <laughs> I don't know how tall he is. Maybe five five. Like he's a, the kid's real short. The guy, man, the man is real short. Jason Hopper is real big. He's like tall and big and. Just thick, like a big a big two. guy. Yeah. Just like a big guy. You would look at like Colton Mertens and Jason Hopper and just they're completely different body types. And yet on that event, they kept going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like Colton would do better on the handstand push-ups, right? Because his arms are shorter. Yeah. And then he'd get to the bike and then Jason Hopper would catch up because he's a bigger guy and he can pow- has more power output on the bike. And then Colton Burns would like go ahead on the handstand. And then it- so it was like these two completely different body types going back and forth, neck to neck on this. And I can't even remember who like eked it out. Mm. But it, it the idea was this idea that like, like everybody can do something and... And it, it's not just, like, this event is for this type of body type. It's, it's like, he loved having it be a toss-up. It was, like, who's going to be really good at the event? We don't know because yeah. it's two different body types.
1: Well, and we have made that observation, too, that, like, you know, you, 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 because you are so close to the athlete, you really get – a a view of their physiques and like you just know all of these people are training ridiculously hard you don't get to the CrossFit games without putting in lots lots of hours hours, you know and and to see the the difference in um you know muscularity or just you know general size or definition or whatever physique attribute you want to pick that you know may or may not be important to you like there's just there's we're just different people you know Mm -hmm. some people are going to be super responders to training in the sense that they're going to put on an incredible amount of muscle and look super lean and jacked and others are not and it doesn't necessarily mean just because you look a certain way that you haven't tried hard enough or you haven't worked hard enough or isn't that means you need to go and do more there's always a lot of just variables that come in there and i thought that was super interesting because again you don't get to the crossfit games without a lot they of all put
0: in very similar yeah. training time periods and hours, hours, day, hours in the gym, right? Years and it's months like on the end. same training schedule, grossly. Yeah, and yet completely different aesthetic. Physique.
1: Yeah, aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you know, on that same tone, like, and just maybe circling that just a slightly different direction, like when you look at the younger athletes compared to the older athletes, like you see the maturity that develops from years of training, um, but it's years of training right? It's not like, you know, she just spent a couple extra weeks in the gym and now, you know, her muscle mass is so much larger or smaller.
0: You know, something else that I forgot to mention that was really cool as a spectator that you probably didn't get to appreciate um, as somebody who watched it on TV. One of my very favorite, so Mal O'Brien is is one of the youngest athletes competing at the CrossFit Games. She's 18 years old. She ended up getting second place after Tia. She was incredible. It was an amazing performance. Um, She's been training with Matt Frazier for the last six months who you know, retired in 2020, but previous to that had won five CrossFit games and he's been her coach. One of my favorite, th- favorite things to do was to find Matt, <laughs>
1: find Matt in, in the, the audience in the crowd. <laughs> and
0: watch him watch Mal. Yeah. Like that was one of my, Kate and I would do that where we would be like, where's Matt, where's Matt? And like, we'd watch him watching her and just the excitement and like how in it he was and how thrilled he was with her was, it was just, it was super fun to watch him watching her because he just was like, was so there with her and so in it and then um just wanted to see her perform and, and do well and then when she did well he just was like over the moon happy Jumping so up and down. that was that was a fun thing you don't get that if you're not at the event but i would always like where's matt where's matt and i kind of knew where he kind of like would float around and then could see him watching Mel and that was really fun yeah that was super fun i didn't ever see shane watching tia i saw him once did you uh on the
1: sandbag I saw him over in the corner Mm -hmm. when she came over, he came over. Yeah.
0: So anyway, lots of fun. Okay, so quick recap of those five lessons that we learned from the CrossFit Games. Number one is where you are isn't a prediction of where you will be. Number two is if you want it, keep fighting for it. Number three is take big feats inch by inch. Number four is community matters. And number five is everyone deserves a second chance. Anything you want to say to wrap up?
1: So fun. I had a good time at the Games and it was just fun talking with all your listeners.
0: That's awesome. Thanks for being here. This wraps up this episode of biceps after babies radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a biceps after babies radio insider list. If you love biceps after babies radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group be the first to know all things about the podcast see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly we want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast and last did this episode particularly resonate with you if so will you please share it Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.